And what the hell was that? Yeah. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. Welcome to the Go Long Show at GoLong, GoLongTD.com. And we're going live right now, Jim. So this is streaming on Twitter, Facebook, the Go Long TD YouTube page. We picked a good night to uh, to fire up one of these live post-game podcasts, Jim, because mm-hmm. I think we all kind of went into this game between the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets out there in New Jersey thinking one thing, thinking Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, fireworks, supremacy in the AFC, and it became something entirely different through the course of the game, too. I mean, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers, but... To, to, to me and to you, I'm guessing the story is the Buffalo Bills and the the embarrassment. This was this was a joke. I mean, you can't lose to Zach Wilson. You can't lose to the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last season. A number two overall pick who just face planted in every conceivable way to the point where they're desperately trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So. I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen, four turnovers, the three interceptions, the fumble, Sean McDermott, some cowardly decisions once again. I mean, I'm thinking back to the fourth and two early in the game to kick the field goal. You keep the pedal to the metal there. there, There's some lost points. Defensively, I mean, I guess you played as well as you could, but you still, you got burned on that drive. Zach Wilson going down the field finding Garrett Wilson. And of course there was the 83 yard touchdown run or not touchdown run, 83 yard run by Brees Hall earlier in the game. I'm, I'm all over the place, Jim. We'll, we'll get into everything, but we'll, <laughs> where's, where's your head at? I, I'm guessing you didn't gamble on this game because if you did, uh, we, we'd get that reaction we got from the wind game a couple years ago. I'd imagine. No. So I did not bet on this game. Let's just start right there. So I can speak very, Calmly. Now, if I did bet on this game and Rodgers did get hurt because I was going to bet on the Jets, if I did take that game and he got hurt, I would have turned that game off. And I don't know how good this pod would be for my end because I would have been so pissed off that I just took the Jets and four plays in, he gets hurt. All right. That's one thing. I was looking forward to this game, Tyler, because it took me back to a couple years ago when David Culley made his amazing return to Buffalo when he was the head coach in Houston, Nathaniel Hackett making his return as the great OC that we know that he is. Okay. It's proven. Hey, because we don't want to break any codes, Jim. I got to, I got to cut you short. We don't break codes on this podcast and I'm not, we don't criticize coaching. There's a code. No criticizing. Look, I've got I'm Ella and Sonny sleeping over my shoulder. I'm not afraid to get loud if we're going to be breaking codes around here, Jim. So you watch your mouth. It's the All last right, thing that I would ever do is break a code. But the return to see Hackett reunite with Rodgers, which we know produced millions and millions of playoff wins, had to see this combo. Had to see it. Gets hurt right away. Okay, get him out of the game. Q, perfect Troy Aikman, who I'm a little quiet. We'll, we'll talk about Aikman another day. I, that's why I don't I, listen but, to games. Real quick. I mean, Aikman yeah. blaming Gabe Davis for one of the interceptions. I mean, I, he never blames these quarterbacks ever. 
he's unless he's, you're Jordan Love against listen. Kansas City. He was the worst quarterback ever when Aikman was color commentating that game. But Joe I mean, Buck made a, break, a good break. comment. Come on, Joe Buck did make a good comment right at the end there about Sam Martin's hold on that field goal for Buffalo to send it to overtime. It was it was a great hold. That punter's from Appalachian State. I scouted him. That was how far back he's been. Um, he the only reason I say that is I rarely remember like punters that I scouted. He was one that you remember at App State. Anyway, back to Aikman said that since Aaron Rodgers has been here, Zach Wilson has improved, and we're going to see this great, you know, in backup quarterback improvement. They were scared to death to call a pass. They, they they didn't know what to do with him. He he's like he doesn't look like he. Could, I can't believe they just want a game with him the way they were playing. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I don't even know what to say about that. That was spectacular. Like, but anyway, I that's not the story. The story is obvious. Uh, what the hell was it? I don't know what to say. He was shook. Like, I always think about when Ronda Rousey got punched in the face by Holly Holm, and she didn't, like, you could see, like, she couldn't understand. Like, she never really felt that. I felt like he was looking on the sideline that same way, almost like I, this is my, this is my fault right now. Like I, what am I doing? Almost like he couldn't believe it's almost like Diggs was going over there saying, come on, you know, come on now. We need you. We need you. He looked shook. Even the way he was throwing the ball on that last drive. I thought that overtime drive was borderline. Just I, like, what is that? What was that? That was not even professional. That didn't even look like a professional. Usually you come out and that's when you just take a breath, go back to your break, put a nice drive together, get the game and, and score a touchdown. They look frantic. He was off balance, throwing, fading to his left. Um, I'm just, I don't, I'm, you know, you know, I'm the biggest and you are, I mean, you know, you are too with Josh Allen. I mean, we all know he is the reason Buffalo is what they are. Let's be honest about it. He's also going to, be the reason they don't win a Super Bowl if he plays like that. And and you can't now. Let's not take away anything from that Jets defense. That's that is a playoff. We talked about this last year. Playoff caliber Super Bowl defense. But that offense tonight for Buffalo. I, I that's that's hard to believe that's what we're watching. Cuz it's going to be all right. Him like, yep, he's going to have to be a playmaker to your point. Is he he may have to run a lot. If that's how it's going to be, they're just not on schedule. They're just not on schedule. And that's the point, right? I think everybody wanted to see a bill's offense that had a semblance of schedule, some rhythm. There was no evolution from 2022 in this game. It, same kind of issues when, when it was bad last year, I mean, statistically, obviously last year's offense was very, very good, but right. when it was bad, the YOLO balls, the, frantic Josh Allen play just all or nothing nothing in between and if you're not hitting on the deep shots what what do you have I think that's what you saw and, and that's such a good point on him just looking dazed confused not himself if if you've got bad coaching and Sean McDermott and you've got bad quarterback play and Josh Allen this is what you this is what you get you lose to Zach Wilson in a Monday <laughs> night football spot so I guess it 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 kind of starts and ends there, but before we really get into the nitty gritty of this season opening overtime loss to the New York Jets for the Buffalo Bills, that's Jim Monas. If you're watching live, 
he has scouted for the Philadelphia Eagles, the New Orleans Saints, director of personnel for the Buffalo Bills, and now director of football ops with the XFL. We've been at this podcast a few years, so thank you to all of our new listeners, new viewers. And we are completely independent, as always, at Go Long, but we are fueled by our friends at Fatty Beer. So make sure you uh, get on in there, get your seasonals. We're going to have our live hang at Fatty very soon. We're thinking two, three weeks, so be on the lookout for that as well. And also on the lookout for the Ty and Bob pod, Pro Football Hall of Famer Bob McGinn and myself will be doing a weekly podcast, a lot of Packers talk, Lions talk, NFC North talk, and we'll whip around the NFL. And of course, Brett Favre will be getting those podcasts. Uh, episode number two, I should say, rolling, I believe, next week. Got to talk to Brett to set that up. But first one was a lot of fun. And thank you, everybody who has subscribed to hear what the gunslinger has to say on everything. So, Jim, I want... Do we start with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, we probably should kind of take this in chronological order because that that that's why people were tuning in. You said you said something. Aaron Rodgers as a Jet. Fair enough, and we will. But you said something right before. You said bad coaching, Sean McDermott. You, like bad, you feel bad coaching. I thought that was interesting. You said bad. You said if it's going to be bad coaching and bad quarterback play, that was bad quarterback play tonight. But did you feel like it was bad coaching? I if you're losing to the New York yeah. Jets, yeah. a team quarterbacked by Zach Wilson, I don't look. You can definitely hump all the statistics you want if you're going to say it was a great coaching but, effort because they did well, I guess, statistically against this Jets offense because it was anemic. They were terrified to throw the football. I'm just talking about the vibe of the team, the feel of it just was dead. I mean, there were so many moments. The Buffalo Bills should have just turned this into a route. This shouldn't have been close. No, I'm with you on that. And that's found the head coach. I'm not talking about play calling specifically. No, no, I hear you. I'm with you. The Mm -hmm. effort level. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's lacking. good. It's interesting. Something to pay attention to. The, I think the whole team was just. That's their guy. That's 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 their guy. That's the quarter. That's that's their quarterback. That's who they know is going to get them to where they want to go, and they knew he was not having his night. He wasn't having his night. Now, obviously, we don't. There's reasons for that that are going to get dissected. I mean, throughout the week. Would you feel about the pressure on Josh Allen? I mean, he was under pressure. This is a really good Jets defense. I mean, it's one of the best. I'll say it again. All right. It's not, it's not a crazy statement to say how good that defense is. But is the goal to hopefully beat the New York Jets in a regular season game? Or is it to once and for all smash through the door and win a championship, win a Super no, Bowl? It's, no, it's true. It's through not that, about this. I agree with you. Spectrum. It's, it's, it's really disappointing mm-hmm. for that to be mm-hmm. the effort level. But... All right, so uh, we knew we were going to be doing this live podcast, and we both are dads with kids, and our sleep schedules are as such. So we're being awake right now at 1147, but this kind of energy is, I think it's a feed unto itself. So to kind of get ready for this, Jim, I was pounding coffee like Matt Foley through the day. I went went to the gym pre-workout simply to stay awake for this moment, so I missed the pregame festivities. 
I missed all of the heartfelt interviews that surely Aaron Rodgers gave. He did one with Aaron Andrews, I saw, and said it was great for people on Hard, Hard Knocks to uh, see the real him because that's what Hard Knocks typically does to provide that authenticity. Uh, but the first sight I saw when I finally flipped the game on, Jim, I'm not going to lie, I kind of did a double take, was obviously it's 9-11 and Aaron Rodgers bringing the flag out. Hey, did I'm I'm genuinely curious because I don't know if this has been asked. Has anybody ever asked him about what he has said about 9-11, being a truther? Do you remember the Deshaun Kaiser podcast he gave where Kaiser basically said yeah, Aaron Kaiser, told mm-hmm. him to study 9-11 and, yeah, you really got, you got to do your research. And I don't think anybody had followed up on that. So I, I guess that's the first thought I had tonight watching this game. It was strange. It was set. That was the stage. That was the entertainment part of football right there to me i didn't see all that either i you know i just heard about them talking about it but yeah that and then he he played for what two three snaps and that was it they said four snaps yeah that it's just you can't even now tyler there was a i don't know the exact he has to play a percent for green bay to get that first round 65 percent yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we don't, as we're recording, yeah. it seems like the Jets are kind of keeping yeah, the details of the bro- injury, hush, hush, ankle, but though. it's broke. Achilles did not look good. Oh. And you can chalk anyway. it up as dumb luck, a fluke, <sighs> bad turf. That was, that was just, yeah, I don't even know about all that. You, you could, but I, Jim, I mean, you no, traded I mean, for an old quarterback yeah. who was an immobile quarterback. When you have one offensive tackle who, ha- who hasn't played in two years, another one in Dwayne Brown, who is, I believe, what, 37, 38 years old. It, it's not like this an injury to a quarterback in this situation just appears out of nowhere. I'm shocked it happened this early. But th- this was the fear all along. This was the mm-hmm. risk all along for the New York Jets is you just push all your chips into Aaron Rodgers, anoint him, give him autonomy to do whatever he wants, build up the hype. Everybody is Jets, 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 all offseason, hard knocks. Um, the, the energy in that stadium was unbelievable. Um, and poof. It's hard. I, they won the yeah. game, so they're excited. But, I mean... Zach Wilson isn't taking you to the promised land. No, I, I it's hard to picture that offense. Like, what are, they're going to have to call real plat, pass plays, like throw the ball down the field, and you obviously have a top five receiver, possibly from what I've seen of him. Um, so you have the weapon, but that offensive line is shaky as hell. I thought the Bills were getting after them up front. And if Zach Wilson's going to be under pressure, I don't know, man. That's a, that's going to be a tough year for the Jets, I think. Unless Wilson, unless we there's something we don't know about him that he and Hackett have this, maybe they connect like Hackett did with Bortles, and I don't know. Well, I'm certainly I'm certain we'll hear about it. Hackett that's and Bortles. Good. That's going to be the uh, the comp now. The hope is that the Jets can lean into a defense like those. Was it? 2017 Jags leaned into that defense and he got something out of Blake Bortles, but man, well, that Jets uh, defense is 
Dang, that is no joke. I mean, they 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 were they had out like he was forcing throws into coverage. That's always a sign to me. You know, when you see that, that is that's when you're like, as a coaching staff, they're going back like, wow, like he didn't see, he wasn't seeing it. Like, where was it? You know, where did it go wrong for him tonight for Josh Allen? Was it the pressure? Was he forcing it? Was he trying too hard? Maybe when Rodgers goes I think, out. Honestly, he, I think it was just not being patient. He wasn't. The Jets patient. do such a good job of forcing you to move downfield three yards, six yards, four yards at a time. Like, just daring you to do exactly what he did. And YOLO, a bomb, downfield. That because was, maybe you get a little frustrated. Maybe you think it's like a punt in your head, but you're still giving the ball to the other team. You can justify, but yeah, you can justify it as a punt. I I, I know right when it happened, but until until Brees Hall takes off one play later, uh, which he should have scored on that play. Probably, I heard Eli Manning was giving him hell on the Manning cast. Right, like he's out of shape. He should have taken that to the house. Is that, is that what he said? I didn't hear that. But yeah, it's uh. No, this is going to be, this sets up the stage for an interesting week ahead. I paid a lot of attention to the Vegas Raiders this past weekend um, because I was invested in them against Denver and, and they won and all that, but they were chaotic as far as penalties, uh, Garoppolo did his typical, played a very, very good game, and then out of nowhere throws a red zone interception for no reason. You know that, but but my point is, there is no reason that the, the Vegas defense did not show Denver. Russell Wilson didn't look good. What my point is, the Bills better, the Bills offense better look right against that Vegas defense. That's my point. Well, I think the problem central to, to this loss too is okay. Josh Allen was bad, obviously. Yeah, and um, it happens. You, but you it, know, you throw out your throw out your worst games, throw out your best games sometimes, and you get your true selves type thing. But that's why I'm saying next week, get back on track against the Raiders. Just get back on track. But it's just when things go wrong around him, th- that's nothing new. But typically, he throws the cape on makes the big play, does Josh Allen stuff. And you saw some of that early on. I mean, Spencer Brown really struggled at right tackle. You mentioned Osiris Torrance. I saw plenty of him struggling as well. The right guard, I saw the same thing. So, yes. The running game was meh. Agreed. You have a good thing with Diggs, but you're also facing Sauce Gardner, one of the best cover corners in football. Finally, you got a, f- a couple matchups on DJ Reed to to tie the game at the end of regulation. But it just if, if if Allen can't make up for these other issues, and he's the one struggling, and he's the one forcing it, what is this offense like? What do they lean into? Where do they find their rhythm? What's their identity? I don't know. No, I it's... really don't know because we've said a million times on the show how ludicrous it is to tell Josh Allen to, to slide and step out of bounds and 
be this tame, neutered quarterback. There was a point in this game even when he gained a first down running. It was a good play, and the cameras went to uh, Deshaun McDermott. He's pointing to his head, yelling at Josh to be smart, be smart. And I think there are moments he needs to be smart, like that he took some unnecessary hits, some throws that he should have made. But I don't know. I, I feel like when the offense is in a rut and nothing's working, and this was one of those games, and you need something, their best bet is probably to just lean into Josh Allen still. Right, I I don't know what else do you turn to. They tried to run the ball with James Cook. He was okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think. No, I don't think you want to make the offense Allen running. I think it just needs to get back to him running when he needs to run. That to me is when he's at his best, not the designs. Just when he needs to make a play. To your point, he puts on the Superman cape and does it they they don't need superman right now they just need him to get let's let's just get a good let's get a solid game next week let's just come back let's take a breath (laughs) let's come back against a raiders defense who i'm telling you was all over the place now they have a dominant pass rusher and cross and max crosby but these games happen the defense i don't i'm with you one thing we should touch on Poyer got exposed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no way you could tell me he is not going to be targeted. That His movement skills did not look good. I mean, I don't want to say anything. We've talked about it the whole preseason um, of something we noticed, you know, on the go long pod. But that moving forward, because that's one thing, they will get tested. The Raiders off, that will be a good test for the Bills defense. The Raiders offense is good, though. They'll challenge you. Jacobs, Adams, Garoppolo, and McDaniels have they know how to, you know, they have a familiarity, continuity. So they'll get it'll be a good, a little bit more, a better way to judge the Bills next week. This one you really are gonna have to throw away as a Bills, like to at some point put it out of your head. Because unless it comes obviously, it can't come back for Josh Allen. Like he can't be the problem for this offense. No, no. And it's, uh, I keep thinking of the Miami LA Chargers game too, Jim. Oh, did you watch that? Yes. When you really watch that game and then juxtapose it with what the Buffalo Bills <laughs> offense looked like against the Jets, just it's not like the Chargers are this, you know, slappy defense either. I mean, Brandon Staley was the coach who <laughs> kind of figured two out last year and, show defenses how to defend him. And th- this is why you hire offensive-minded head coaches, innovative head coaches, smart human beings like Mike McDaniel. I mean, he had six and a half months to kind of figure this out. And all of the pre-snap motion and the alignment of different receivers, it's not like they have – I mean, the the lazy thing to say is, oh, they've got Tyreek Hill. They've got a cheetah out there, and he's just running away from people. Like – it's not just that you've got Braxton Berrios doing things. You know, he's getting schemed open Jalen Waddle um, to a tongue Biola. When he catches fire, I think I've said it before. It's, it's like you're playing NBA jam. He can't miss. And he mm-hmm. made some throws in that game that frankly, I don't think we saw much last year 
including that game winner to Tyreek Hill. Just the fade that is just placed perfectly right past uh, the DB's ear hole there. Yeah, I'd be worried if I was Sean McDermott and the Bills, seeing where Miami is, seeing where your offense is. I get it. The Jets are a great defense, but you can't just write it off as, oh, the Jets are really, really talented. I mean, the Bills were out of sorts on offense, and, and they've got to they've got to figure it out. They've got to get right against the Raiders this week. You know what you're talking about with when you watch Miami play, their ability to scheme guys to catch the ball and keep moving, obviously with an accurate passer, but they're always moving. So you're they're utilizing their world class speed and their ability to separate. I felt like the Bills, I felt like Josh Allen, he, I felt like he was making those guys work a little bit on some balls tonight mm-hmm. where they're laying out for an eight-yard gain. You know, you're catching it and plays over. Like, where are the, where are those nice, like, you know, the crossing, you know, the, the spacious plays that we see with Miami? Right now, you don't see that with Buffalo. I think there is a difference when you watch those games. Now, I, but we have to keep remembering, it is week-to-week league. But, man, that's in your division, Miami. That that offense, that's not a week to week. That is coming every week. It's one of those gifts as a quarterback that we don't really praise enough. And I, I haven't really thought of much uh, until, I mean, really, until I was sitting down with Tony Gonzalez for Blood and Guts, and he was reliving the workout that he had with Tom Brady, like a full year removed from retirement. Tom Brady invited him to the UCLA campus and made it seem like, oh, let's just have a catch and hang out. And it became like this pitch to Tony Gonzalez to try to get him to play for the New England Patriots with Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he had, I think Tom House was there, maybe even Alex Guerrero. He had all his nutritionists and all his different coaches set up and and he had Tony running routes. And there was one moment, Tony said, where like he ran a route, caught the ball from Tom Brady, you know, it was unbelievable. And that Tom was like pissed at himself because he's like, ah, you know, if I, if I would have just led you like a few more inches that equates to this much more yak in that, on that play in that kind of moment. And it didn't even like occur to Tony Gonzalez that that was a thing. I mean, that is such a skill that I think extended Tom Brady's career. I mean, when we're wondering how he was winning, winning Super Bowls into his mid forties, um, it's not just the avocado ice cream, right? And it's not just luck. It's those kind of throws. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's death by a thousand paper cuts, but it's leading that receiver in stride. Tua probably does it better than any quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. when it's definitely, in rhythm with the play. The yeah. Because we lose our minds when Josh Allen is leaping over a linebacker or stiff arming a DB and it's fun and we rightfully lose our minds, but the, the, what's what two was doing is, is built to last. It really is. I mean, we're, we're worried about two is suffering injuries, man. If he's playing like that, spitting the ball out, he's not going to take many hits. That's going to be the most interesting decision. They're going to have to make paying him because the concussion thing is real. Like at it some is. point, he's not going to be allowed to play. I mean, that so. was one thing that Brett Favre mentioned uh, on our first episode too, Jim. We talked about Tua and 
I mentioned to Brett, like, you know, Tua said this offseason that a neurologist informed him, you're not really at severe risk of CTE because you're a quarterback. You're not a lineman getting those subconcussive hits 70 times a mm-hmm. game. And and Brett Favre is sitting here saying, I'm living proof, man. Like, I thought I only had three concussions. And then I met with Dr. Amalu. And he's explaining to me what a subconcussive hit, and I'm telling him, "Oh, okay, I had thousands then." So yeah, that's a concern. And for the sake of the sport and enjoying watching this sport, I think everybody wants to uh, to be out there. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, he's fun. He's fun as hell to watch. No, yeah, we were just talking Miami about Miami is offense. dangerous. Their is, yeah, their def- their defense too with Vic Fangio, Jalen Phillips is he's a beast overreaction monday right it's uh we're all gonna be that's why i'm that's why i'm making saying some sweeping yeah, conclusions i'm not yeah because i gotta I'm, pump the brakes that, that's one instance though where i'm i i think we can go there i think we can say it miami mm-hmm. is oh I'm, i think that's legitimately fair. They're, they're in the already class mm-hmm. yeah we knew that coming in no it's i think that's what you take away from week one we'll talk about that when we do our pod later in the week but what do you take from week one? Because That's they're going to stretch Poyer and Hyde, right? You mentioned the safeties. McDaniel's going to find a way oh. to get those safeties in space in a way that Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, are unable to. Well, not to break any codes. <laughs> I don't even know what uh, those plays the Jets ran tonight were. I mean, they just, they looked like they were just like, let's just keep. Let's get to the next get to the next series. Just don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. I mean, smart. I get it, but that's your backup quarterback. It's not like he's new. It's not like he didn't invest. He was all a number one pick or whatever pick he was. I mean, damn, you can't run your full offense with him. Like, I'm serious about that. You can't run your full offense with Zach Wilson. He's that bad. So what did it look like to you then? What were those simple plays that were driving you nuts? I didn't think there was any threat of them throwing the ball. Yeah. I mean, the bills were, the bills were, I thought the bills were just, there was no, they weren't scared down the field. He doesn't see it. Wilson does not see things that that's probably the issue. We all know he has physical talent. That's that's we talked about that. The issue is probably behind the scenes. Like, you know, is he getting it fast enough, delivering it on time, seeing it? Because if you don't, that's when the turnovers happen. <laughs> that's I mean, that's what I think Josh Allen's going through. I think he's he's doing so much sometimes. But I don't know. But to have that conversation at this point of his career too no is a no. little strange agree you know it, it's not all on ken dorsey no not all on the front office not finding other weapons and not all on josh allen himself it's uh it's kind of an unhealthy mix i suppose and we're not going to uh you know no shift into total freak out mode because <laughs> Look at Joe Burrow, man. I mean, Joe Burrow averaged 2.6 yards per attempt. 
I mean, he I'm looked worse you, than Josh Allen. It's it's why you just have to let's just get we just got to take away certain things from week one, but it's not. Yeah, I, th- this could be a game though that they look back and regret. Right, th- oh. this strikes me as one of those games. Yes, keep them from hosting That's the game in the players. I, I would tell division. people that. Yeah, week one division games. Division games always matter. Mm-hmm. For for that reason, for tie breaks. Gosh, I'm just thinking of all these different moments from tonight. I mean, Tre'Davious White, not pretty. Well, some, I'm not going to tackling. Count that. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't right. See, I mean, I'm the not... Garrett Wilson touchdown was yeah, unbelievable. Not that. Right. Ah, but missing some tackles, the safeties looking a little slow. I don't know if you throw Bernard thrown into a really tough spot as a rookie, right? I mean, he barely played, I believe through, through camp in the preseason. He's your starting <laughs> middle linebacker. I'll tell you Matt what Milano's a beast. I mean, that's I, what I, you I'm hang your head on for Buffalo, man. I love that. They didn't call some of those hits too. like, yeah, just, just let him forearm a quarterback in the chin. We need, we need more of those no calls for the sanctity of the sport. Shoot, they're still Shaq Lawson was a Shaq Lawson was a, a Willie, a Willie Rex Ryan draft pick and Jim Monas. And Jim Monas, that's right. Shaq Lawson. So we we he still have some people. He had a big third and yeah. one stop at one point, right? He's tough. Shaq's tough. Um yeah, this this was uh would you make of that the that's what I wanted to talk to you about the corner being a healthy scratch, Elam? Two ways to look at it. I mean, I'm sure they they'd spin it that Christian Benford is just so good that they don't have a choice. You can't spin but that is you such can't an indictment on everyone. No, no, no. An There's indictment no on for- personnel staff for drafting him, coaching for not coaching him up. You draft a cornerback from the SEC in the first round. You are taking that cornerback to cover the best of the best by year two. Like, and he can't even get on the field. He can't even dress. Forget getting on the field. He's not even playing special teams. That's brutal. Agreed. AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham's traded to the Giants. Gregory Russo showed up. He made some plays. You know what? He he is there's something to him. Cause I'm always wishy-washy on him. Sometimes I just like, is he, cause he's so long, but man, he, he shocks guys with his, with his length and he has a little power. It's a little more power to him than you would think for being a more lean type frame, like Floyd, Leonard Floyd's lean. Speaking of this Raiders game and I, I never like just moving ahead to the next game. I didn't mean to do so it. I just meant to. I just meant to, yeah, I, I don't like to either. I'm doing the same thing, though, because I want to see Tredavious White against Devontae Adams. Like, let's see now. Good luck. A full year removed from that injury. That's going to be a uh, test. That's tough. He is. He's a problem. He is a problem. Right. It's going to be a completely different type of game. You, you should be able to find your identity offensively when you're not facing what you face tonight. And MetLife. But on the other side, now Sean McDermott is really going to get tested as a defensive play caller with mm-hmm. 
not just the Raiders, but a lot of the opponents that they're going to have coming down the pipe. Miami, Jacksonville. The Bills' defense is going to have to stop the run against the Raiders. Like Jacobs, they run. Jacobs is he's tough too. Like they have problems. I, I'm telling you, there's something to, about this. Like this is a game that Buffalo needs to just. They're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot more about Buffalo against the Raiders. And we're going to find out about Josh Allen because all we That's heard he's got to get back. OTAs to mini camp to training camp is he's more focused than ever, more driven than ever, right? That, that's been another go-to messaging talking point from all parties involved. Like he is dialed in. He's focused. And not the way you want to start if that's uh, the mentality. It, it didn't seem like a focused player out there against the Jets. It seemed like the exact opposite. Pretty blurry, which credit to ESPN for playing Puddle of Mud's blurry into a commercial break. Extremely underrated post-grunge jam, if I may say so myself. Are you a puddle of mud fan, Jim? No, I didn't know that one. I didn't catch that reference. I didn't. I didn't listen like that. I mean, I know you're older than me, but were you a uh, were you a '90s grunge? No, connoisseur. No, no. I I, lo- I mean, I'm not against it, but I wasn't like heavy. I was never into it. What music do you like? I never even asked you. I grew up with like hip hop, rap, yeah, R&B. Yeah. That's kind of where, for some reason, that's the, you know, I grew up in like locker rooms with for my father's football teams in college. So I felt like I was always hearing that, you know, I was always hearing that, that music's what I always liked. So you can't go wrong with that, but no, I but that's my, the but last I like, time. But I will tell you, Tyler, I do like country. Like I'm not, I, I do like country. Like a lot of it. Darius Rucker. I know you don't like probably Darius Rucker, but I do like certain. I do like some country. So I actually, yeah, I'm more of the uh, like Texas country. I, I noticed um, your yeah the guys you like. I don't know those guys. They seem yeah. pretty pretty authentic though. Childers, Sturgill. Yeah. Culture wall. I pay attention Risky to who you're listening to because I never, I never heard of them, so I, I look them up. Yeah, I, it's like, but no, Darius Rucker's great. Went to a Darius Rucker concert in Darien Lake. I, this is six years back, and we actually had like, I don't even know what it was like backstage access before his concert where we can meet him. Incredibly nice gentleman, Darius Rucker, and we he posed for a picture with us, like and. and in the time it was like the team photo, you know, left over, right. Just no smile, just standing there in basketball jerseys, acting dumb, whatever we were doing at the time. Uh, but at the concert, he, he played along. He went left over, right. Didn't smile. Didn't miss a beat. It was like, he was our friend for the last 15 years. So credit to Darius. True pro. True pro. I don't know how we got. We want to probably talk about the other games at some point. Huh? I said, I don't know how we just, we're talking about Darius Rucker on our podcast right now. Why not? That's what I people love it. want. No, I love it. I just never would have guessed tonight at all that we would be talking about that. Um, no, I think we get into, I think we get into the games later. Unless there's something you Good wanted call. to. Yeah, that was it. That I don't think we can top that game. That game was that ending. Now the punt return. 
that'll get dissected pretty hard. We didn't really talk about it, but I don't know who the Bills special teams coach is, but that's always when they get that's when they always get that's what that see, I don't know who he Smiley. is. Smiley. But now everybody will know who he is. Right. He will now be in the media. They've got it out though. Before we hit record, they were replaying the tripping. Looked like oh. uh, Quentin Morris got tripped at like whatever it was, the 2025. 20, okay. So given given Zach Wilson's an odyssey at quarterback, who, who knows what would have happened if they did call that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a leg whip and a half. Not going to lie. I would have loved to have seen it. Maybe the maybe the officials were just kind of like, oh, this. Let's just end this game. Let's put everybody out of their misery. It it wasn't really an enjoyable game, and I've been wanting like a defensive slugfest. You know, I, I think we need more of those. But this didn't. Did this? I mean, let me ask you. Did this strike you as just a a fun old school mm. defensive physical game because? That's how the Jets are going to celebrate this. And if the Bills would have won, that's how they would have celebrated this. But at no point was I sitting there thinking, man, love it. I did like Milano's shots here and there. But uh, I don't know. It it was a, as you eloquently put, Jets hanging on for dear life on offense. Let's just try not to turn it over and get the hell out of here with a punter or a field goal. And Josh Allen, hold your breath with, What's he gonna do wrong next? He's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be ugly kind of feeling. That's not an enjoyable experience for any football fan, objective objectively, I think. I thought it was for how football is today, with the way the scoring is pretty much a track meet. I felt like it could be on the verge of not maybe a traditional slugfest, but Man, the, you you saw the physicality on both teams. Like both teams are violent on defense. Jets, Quentin Jets, Williams a little bit. And Nick Bosa in the same draft. Just remember that. I'm, one thing I'm Which noticing. I talking to somebody with the 49ers, Jim. What 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 year was that? That would have been. Were you you were still around? I feel like yeah, Bosa was. 16, 17. Yeah, he was better than I. I want to say I was thinking he was going to be. He's better than Ryan Kerrigan was. And and I thought he was kind of that. I didn't know. Like, he is better than much. Be- he is dominant, dominant. Both of both Boses. Yeah. <laughs> both Boses are dominant. Oh, 2019. Man, I was way off. Yeah, 2019. I just remember uh, a scout for the 49ers mentioning to me at one point that there were people on staff wishing that they had a little bit more of a conversation about who to take. Like, you know, it was so slam dunk Nick Bosa all the way that there were some people still thinking, eh, let's take a closer look at this Quentin Williams character. And he, either way, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have missed either way. All right, let's uh, let's end good. it there, Jim. That, that was, was wild. Fun. That was a good. Hey, it was a good one to pick uh, to start tonight. That ending was that was crazy. I think it's good to mix in these like emergency, mm-hmm. instant reaction podcasts where we don't really have much direction, but 
it is a little free flowing and we end up talking about, you know, Darius Rucker and Puddle of Mud. That was good. Go long, TD.com. The Ty and Bob pod will make its debut episode of the season shortly. Me and Jim will reconnect again. We'll get Brett Favre on the horn. And if you want to hang out with Brett Favre, become a VIP subscriber, hang out for those episodes, and you can ask him anything you would like. Everything is on the table. And really no time limit. We talked for an hour and a half on the first episode, so we can talk as long as everybody wants to. And, of course, all profiles, team deep dives, Q&As, everything is available to subscribers, 8 bucks a month, 50 bucks a year. We would absolutely love to have you in our community. So thank you, everybody out there, for watching and listening. We'll catch you next time.